Hello and welcome to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. Not just for Louisiana, but for the entire northern Gulf Coast. And now, introducing your host, Alan DeRitter. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the November 23rd edition of Monday Night Football. We always start off our show with a prayer. This uh, show I'd like to dedicate to a friend of mine's wife who just died. It's um, in Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. To God, we pray for the proposal of soul of Miss Genevieve Marks, that she be blessed, and her husband, Chubby, and everybody in their family be blessed as well uh, as they go through this really hard time. Pray for the repose of her soul and for all the... Those who have died, reach heaven in the very near future. We offer up this show in that intention. Of course, then we pray. Amen. And Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Everybody remember, every day is a gift. Don't take don't take every day for granted, especially I think we've learned this lesson with this COVID uh, situation. Um, uh, right now, we're walking on eggshells, trying to keep these kids playing. So far, we've enjoyed playing the games, but... I know as well as you do that uh, we're watching the games on the field and we're watching that some less than more or obeying the uh, regulations. And we're just asking for fire. Uh, rumors are going around Orleans, Paris, that so we're going to be shutting down very soon. So we really don't want that to happen. So we need everybody to buckle down and just do what they're supposed to do uh, so that there'd be no contact tracing and no and no uh, quarantine, especially it's sad to see the football teams who've had to quarantine now at the beginning of the playoff season. Very, very sad for those seniors especially. Anyway, my name is Coach Alan DeRitter. I'm the head soccer coach at De La Salle for the Boys and Girls and Director of Coaching and Soccer Innovations of America. And tonight's show is brought to you by Club Soccer, who across the street from Lafayette Park can serve all of your soccer needs. Uh, give them a call. Um, you'll be glad you did. Okay. Um, we're, we're now into week two of the season, and we still haven't finished our preview. And uh, this week, we're going to preview southwestern Louisiana. Next week, we're going to preview the Florida parishes. That's Baton Rouge and the North Shore. And then, of course, the week after that, southeastern Louisiana. But right now, our focus is going to be on the west, and uh, we're going to focus on the girls first. Uh, and then and then the guys second. We have, uh, fortunately for us, evaluating the girls Coach Daniel Underwood from St. Thomas More, and of course a frequent flyer. They're both frequent flyers on our show. Uh, Chad Dream from Bo Shen is going to evaluate the boys' situation in Southwest Louisiana, and uh, really, it's still st still should be in all of our prayers. All the people who are living in, especially the far corners of Southwest Louisiana, uh, they are still deathly in need of our prayers. It's going to take a long time to recover from Hurricane Laura. Although we all got our taste of these other hurricanes, but Category 4 is a different animal, and it rips everything apart, and you got to start from scratch. And, like, I couldn't even find somebody to fix my roof in New Orleans because they're all in Lake Charles, overwhelmed with work. So let's pray that all Lake Charles schools will be able to field a team and uh, and field a good team. And uh, um, I pray for that because some of us kind of lost that on Katrina in 05. And I uh, pray that that doesn't happen to everybody in uh, Cameron and Calcasieu Parish. Anyway, we're going to take a break uh, to pay some bills. Um, and remember, we'd like to hear what you have to say on Monday Night Football. That's on Twitter and on Facebook at MNFUTBOL. Already have some ideas for some shows. Um, 
next month from one of our uh, listeners. So uh, we do listen to your suggestions and uh, we like to be of assistance to you because this is, after all, your show. Been on the air for a long time now. Like to continue to be on the air on Crescent City Sports and on anywhere you catch your podcasts. All right, we'll take a break and we'll see you in a minute to talk to Daniel Underwood to see about how the girls fare in southwestern Louisiana on Monday Night Football. We'll see you after the break. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Monday Night Football. We're with legendary coach from St. Thomas More, Daniel Underwood. Coach, welcome to the show. I don't know. I don't know about legendary coach, but uh, <laughs> thanks for having me. Well, you're well on the way. Well, we have you on the show so we can hear a little of your insight as what's going on in Southwest Louisiana with the girls. Let's let's see. Uh, what do you think about Division One? Uh, Division One. I think here locally, uh, you definitely got to turn to. The powers uh, of Lafayette High. Um, I know they just had uh, another coaching change, so this will be their third coach in three years. Uh, that definitely, you know, there'll be a, a bit of a transition period there where I'm sure the, the coach will have to get to know the players and the players will have to get to know the coach. They also lost some key players, uh, some seniors that graduated last year. So I, I expect at the end of the season that'll be a team that you know could be very dangerous come playoff time uh then you got to kind of go across town to acadiana high school uh their starting 11 is going to be fairly solid uh it's izzy smith is is definitely one of the best players in the state um she's she's a threat to score score a goal a game uh but for them it's just going to be how do they keep that starting 11 playing i know uh, already they've had some some players quarantined due to COVID, and so that's definitely, you know, hurt them uh, in this early part of the season, especially, like I said, they're already so thin. Uh, then a team that I'm really interested to see play this year is Southside High School. Uh, I know last year Coach Deb had, had several injuries she had to deal with, but she scheduled a very competitive schedule. Uh, the girls that they had went out there and competed. So she's really trying to build that program, uh, build that program the right way where those girls learn to compete. They learn to challenge, not just for district championships, but for really challenge uh, ultimately for state championships. They got talent within that program. And so I'm kind of going to go out. I don't think it's going out on a limb, but it would not surprise me at all to see Southside High finish in the top 10 this season and, and make a good playoff push. Uh, they certainly have the players there that they could they could pull off something like that. So, uh, Como High School, I don't know too much about. I know, obviously, over the years, Southside's pulled a lot of soccer players. Uh, you know, the, public, the private schools in the area, Ascension, uh, Episcopal, STM have pulled players, so I know they're they've kind of been struggling for numbers, but I just don't know enough about them. And then you know, kind of your neck of the woods over at New Iberia, uh, New Iberia Senior High, I, same thing. I know they graduated some players over the years, and they just haven't replenished their stock. You know, so don't I don't expect too much from Como or Nish, uh, and then. 
I think that covers D1. Yeah, I think so too. Well, what about Barb? Well, you know, you know, my prayers are out to all those people in, in the Lake Charles uh, area just being affected by the hurricanes. I've, I've been over there for work uh, and just seeing the devastation still on the ground. I know I talked to Coach Andy Levine at Sam Houston, and, you know, he's been living in a trailer in his driveway for since the hurricanes. So just knowing that, that situation, that scenario, I can imagine that soccer, you know, kind of plays second fiddle. Uh, I know we've we've received at STM a transfer from Barb. So I know they're going to play their season. I just don't know what to expect. So I really hope they're competitive. Barb's always competitive. They compete. You know, they compete hard. So that's about all I know about Barb. And then uh, Sulphur, I know we're scheduled to play Sulphur in about two weeks after, after the Thanksgiving break. Uh, so I saw – in the opening week, they got mercy ruled by somebody. I can't remember who, but, you know, I'm sure I'm sure those hurricanes are, is, is going to play an effect uh, on top of, you know, everything else we're, we're dealing with this season as far as the, the COVID-19 pandemic and whatnot. What a year, huh? <laughs> okay. Anyway. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Be- I mean, even – so uh, we had 15 players uh, on quarantine – Last last week, they just came out. <laughs> Thankfully, they all came out of quarantine late yesterday, Sunday. Um, so, you know, it's going to be, I'm sure, something that all teams are going to face and have to deal with this season. And I can tell you, having dealt with it that first week, it is, uh, it's tough for coaches, you know. In a way, it was a blessing because chances are you won't be quarantined again. But what about those teams that get quarantined? Like football teams right now getting worried about getting quarantined this week. I mean, that means they have to forfeit the rest of the playoffs. Yeah, it's it's uh like I said, as a coach, it's extremely difficult to deal with. But I think as you know, the human element, you know, obviously it's uh it's what's best. So and uh as frustrating as it can be, I'm sure for players and parents and coaches, uh, like I said, the, the human aspect, I think we all understand its purpose and what it's for. And we just have to, you know, kind of, kind of learn to deal with it for the time being. Right. Well, really, what I've told our players is let's just be thankful. We're having a season and we're playing, you know? Amen. Well, how about D2? I heard there's a team named Cougars that are going to be pretty good this year. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, before this season started, I was, re- I'm, I, I'm still excited. Uh, I know I, it was, like I said, it was, it's been challenging to deal with that many, uh, absent players. We had five starting seniors that were out this past week when we faced North shore SSA and Lakeshore. And, you know, it affected the outcomes of the games, but it, it also showed us that the future is pretty bright because we started a lot of a lot of underclassmen, um, kind of gave a lot of meaningful and impactful minutes to that that second unit of ours, and to see them go out and compete and go toe to toe with those three powerhouse programs, and we're shorthanded. Uh, definitely, definitely, you know, we never like to lose, obviously, and you know, we encourage a championship mindset to where. You know, they 
they want to compete each and every game. So getting all those players back, I can only imagine how much more we're going to improve. And yeah, we're, we're looking forward to the season. Um, I never want to, you know, count my eggs before they're hat. So we're just trying, trying to stay in the moment, enjoy each day while we have it, you know. Excellent. Anybody else in Division Two in Lafayette area, Lake Charles? Um, no, not really. I think Division Two, you got to really you start going towards New Orleans, um, and then up north. I know Caddo Magnet is is a contender this year. Neville has been in that mix the last couple of years, but really in Division Two, it's kind of like I would say. Certainly, I guess I can't. I have to talk about Turlings Catholic being that, you know, they're in our division, they're crosstown rival. And if you talk to their coach, he'll tell you the same thing. It's just, it's one of those bare covered years for them where they graduated a tremendously talented uh, group of players the past two years, and they just have not been able to replenish. And so they're going to, they're going to struggle. And uh, everybody's, you know, you can never count them out. Because Coach Dave Laparouse is one of the best coaches in the state, and you know he's gonna whatever with whatever he has, he's gonna make something work. But it's gonna be really difficult for them this season. I think much like I, I said about Acadiana, that their starting eleven has to stay healthy in order for them to compete. So hopefully they avoid the quarantine bug or you know any other sorts of illness or injury, and they can. They can keep that unit on the field all season and and make a push. I would, you know, somebody asked me the other day and I said, uh, they're like, is Turling Catholic a top 10 team? And I said, it's, it's tough this season for them. I would love to say yes, but if I had if I had bet money, I would probably go with the under. <laughs> so uh, that's kind of where they're at this year. But uh, now I think our division, you definitely got to go you know, to New Orleans, Lakeshore, obviously they just beat us 2-0. So now, you know, gotcha. now, they're on, now they're on the map. They're definitely in our, in our targets now. So, and, uh, then we got Vanderbilt Catholic coming up Tuesday night. That's a, that's a team in our division that's definitely going to challenge for titles. Like I already said, Caddo Magnet, Neville up north. And then I can't forget, you know, the state runner-up, Ben Franklin, our coach, Coach Ferran's going to have those players ready to play this season. And, you know, I think anybody who watched the state championship game knows their keeper was amazing. And the rumor is that they got, you know, someone, another, another keeper in the ranks. So we'll see this season. It should be interesting. Well, it would be disappointing if it wasn't. Um, what about D3? D3. Um, I mean, St. Louis is in D3, and I know they've kind of been in that top tier the last couple of years. I'm interested to see, you know, the Hurricanes had affected them. I think we had discussed earlier that, you know, the rumor was STM was getting all these transfers and, and in students from Lake Charles. And as I said, we only had, honestly, our programs only received one, uh, and I haven't heard about too many. So... I'm hoping St. Louis is able to keep all their all their players, and again, they should be a contender. Um, as far as our area, 
I'm not sure who's D three in our area. Do you know? <laughs> not offhand. I don't have my list in front of me either. No, it's just it's just that St. Louis really. Yeah, yeah, really. It's just St. Louis dominates that entire area usually. You know. Yeah, I guess Cecilia used to be is D three. Um, they kind of had a good a good squad the last couple of years. Uh, that's a lot of blue collar players. Uh, I know their coach really well, so I'm sure. He's going to look to continue to build on the on that program. They're just, you know, kind of when you start a program, first is like you want to compete in district and you want to make playoffs and then you want to win a playoff game. So I'm not sure. If, if, I think they have won a playoff game. So now I guess their goal would be to get to that next, you know, that next step in the playoffs. But yeah, Cecilia's is there in D3. Uh, what about St. Martinville? No, they don't have much. Uh, I'd say Dave Thibodeau, I think, has a team, and that's D3, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I played them the other night. They, they, uh, they're organized. They're, they're pretty well coached and all. But uh, but uh, I don't know if they're going to be as strong as, <clears throat> as St. Louis, you know? Yeah, that's, that's you know, I talk our area. St. Louis has to be, you know, at least in that top, top tiers in uh, – from what I've heard, they haven't lost anybody, so I'd imagine it, nothing has changed there. Well, how about D four? That's a certain division there for y'all. What's that? Yeah, that's a strong division for y'all with the ESA. Yeah, I'd say Episcopal School of Acadia, ESA, eight, Ascension Episcopal. Um, they're two strong programs in that in that division. They have been for a number of years now. And ESA was fairly young last year. Uh, they kind of cycled out one one class of uh, like players that seem to kind of like like do they they play there for like twenty years. <laughs> uh, but uh, I know they got another kind of group like that that's really young and they'll be playing for a long time together. So ESA, although young, I would imagine will still compete. Very well. Ascension Episcopal probably is the better of the two sides. I know, I know a couple of girls who go there. So, and I believe Coach Kevin Mooney. I think they, Kevin's coaching them now. Oh, really? He was a coach. I think Kevin was coaching there last year. If not, he's definitely helping. I know his daughter's going to school there. Okay. So, Adele Mooney. She she was at STM and she transferred to Ascension and. You know, she was a good player when we had her. We were certainly sad to see her go. So I know she's she's going to do well there for them. Uh, but yeah, those two are 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 pretty good teams in Division Four, and that's about that's about it for this area as far as Division Four. And um, uh, just in your opinion, like uh, who is your favorite to take state in your division? Besides y'all, if it would if it wouldn't be you, yeah, if it wouldn't be you, who do you think is going to be the number one team out there that that will play in the finals? Uh, our JV team. Our JV team. <laughs> it's uh, I know that's an arrogant statement, but uh, that's who was playing this this past week, and they definitely contended. But now, if not us, it's got to be. Oh, Vanderbilt, Lakeshore, Ben Franklin, Caddo, and out of those out of those programs, I would say our rival is 
it's always kind of been Lakeshore. We missed them. You know, we missed them, what, the last two years in the playoffs? We haven't been able to play them. And two years ago, we were able to finally beat them in the state championship. So for us, I still say our, our biggest division rival personally outside of, you know, Turlings Catholic has always been Lakeshore. Uh, ben Franklin, obviously, is one of those. But, yeah, I would still say it's Lakeshore. Lakeshore is definitely the one, you know, it's not right. us. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be them. So. Okay. Well, Coach, I thank you for your time. You have the mic. Any messages you want to give to the rest of the state before you go? Uh, mask up. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. no, I do think I do think it's important that you know we we understand this the times and circumstances we're in. Like I said, uh, we had we're we're very blessed and fortunate to have the numbers to where you know any other program typically has that many players quarantined and they got to cancel matches. And so I know I know coaches around the state are going to be battling that decision and those types of you know, effects where, you know, they're going to have to cancel matches. And I think for all of us, we're just going to have to stay patient and stay diligent throughout the season, navigating these hurdles. And, uh, you know, if, if ultimately if we want a season, we have to abide by those, those uh, restrictions and uh, this, this health guidelines that are in place. And so, yeah, I know it's funny, but, you know, we all need to, mask up and, and abide by those things so that we can we can have our season well coach thanks for um oh one school i want to ask you about uh, i was just i i googled everything catholic new iberia do, do y'all expect anything from them oh uh, yeah that's, that's division four yeah division yeah, four right. Catholic new iberia for sure they've uh i know last year they made a, a healthy run at things they're well coached they always seem to have, a, you know, one or two really good soccer players and several athletes on that team. So, yeah, you definitely uh, – that's a team in Division Four to keep an eye on it, making a good run here. Okay. Well, Coach, I thank you for your time. Good call, Coach. And, uh, and uh, we'll, be wa- we'll be watching that, that area very closely throughout the year. God bless you. Okay. And uh, that was, again, uh, Daniel Underwood. Uh, and I really do think that uh, that he will be considered one of the legends when we're all said and done. And uh, anyway, it's really nice to have him on the show. When we come back, we're going to have uh, Chad Vertrine from Boshin to give the boys' side of things on Monday Night Football. We'll see you after the break. Okay, everybody, welcome back to Monday Night Football. We're honored to have in our presence uh, Chad Vadreen, the head coach of Ocean Soccer and probably an executive board member or anything else that's soccer-related in Louisiana. Welcome back to the show, Coach. Thank you, Coach. It's good to be back. All right, so let's go right to the deep end. How about D1? Who do you think are the favorites in the uh, in, uh, maybe the uh, Dark Horses in the Lafayette, Lake Charles area? Lake Charles, uh, it, it's hard to tell with everything. I know I've spoken to Sulphur. They were kind of in rebuilding mode, but with everything going on with the hurricanes and stuff, uh, you know, they may be a little down. Um, there's, uh, and of course, we all have been through COVID issues pretty much so far, whether it was preseason or currently. 
Um, so Sulphur would probably be the, the best D1 out of that area. When you're looking at the Lafayette area, Lafayette High graduated a ton of seniors uh, from last year's group. Um, so they, they, I mean, they always reload. They're full of club players, uh, very well coached, good coaching staff. Uh, Juwan Oliver, Oliver yeah, uh, is probably one of the most qualified coaches in the area uh, coming from the Barcelona Youth Academy. And um, so, I, you know, I expect Lafayette to be Lafayette. They may take a little time to gel with how much they lost from last year. Acadiana has uh, kind of been a little different the last few years. They're not kind of getting the the stud club players they always got before. Um, that's kind of being separated a little bit more evenly with St. Thomas Moore, Turlings, Lafayette High, them, and uh, Southside gets a good chunk of them now. So, uh, and then you got all the uh, our surrounding schools like Catholic New Iberia, ESA, us. Um, they all take a little bit. So, Kadiana is not as club heavy as they used to be, but they're still a very well coached team. Um, I think Jan uh, Richard, the mayor of Scott, is uh, probably the longest tenured coach in the Acadiana area besides myself. So. You know, they, he's got his his system there. His his program is there. So they're always good. Southside is is one to watch. Uh, we kind of said that last year. Um, it was their first year of varsity. They're young. Um, they had a few injuries early in the season as well, but they are loaded with talent. So Southside is probably the, the sleeper, if you want, in this area uh, when it comes to D1. New Iberia is a uh, well-coached uh, Casey friend who won a couple state titles at St. Thomas Moore took over a couple years ago, kind of had to rebuild it. And um, they, he's doing well. Um, he's got a good mix of uh, some Hispanic kids. They've got a big Hispanic program at New Iberia and he's using that to his advantage as well. And he's kind of rebuilding a little club system in the New Iberia area for rec and, and everything else. So they're doing a good job there. I'm not sure how, well they're going to do overall but he's always a danger for an upset at least once a year on one of those big schools and I think he did one last year he, he pulled off an upset on one of the big dogs last year so uh, New Iberia is something to watch as well all right well how about D2 I'm sure Bo Shin's going to be in the mix it, it's uh it's getting hard um 16 years two years ago starters gone eight seniors from last year gone uh the depth is definitely is definitely gone. So uh, we uh, we kind of in a rebuild mode for a year. I've got one senior for sure starting, maybe a second, um, and we're young. So this is kind of a, a spot we haven't been in in a few years. So we're we looking at building up this year, doing the best we can under the circumstances. We didn't have our summer leagues. We didn't have our preseason camp that we always have. Uh, conditioning it was uh it's all been kind of late and rushed so we also have a covid quarantine was almost out of so that's also put a little uh damper in our preseason and, and regular season beginning so we, we're gonna be we're not gonna be probably our normal selves this year at first we have a chance to get there towards the end uh we do have a lot of talent it's just not experienced so we're looking to hopefully build that up, gel as soon as we can, and looking making a run at the end, hopefully peaking at the end. And it's more of a 
we'll probably be back to our normal selves next year, but it can happen at the end of this year, hopefully. Um, St. Thomas More is St. Thomas More. They are, uh, they didn't lose that much. Um, the biggest loss they had was their coach. Uh, Mark Hiller took the job at, at the lady, uh, oh, the lady fighting okra at Delta State. He is the new uh, women's coach over there. Uh, they do have a really good young coach in John Plumbar who took over, and he's got a, a wealth of talent over there right now. So they're still probably one of the top two teams in the in Division Two, along with Holy Cross. Um, they might have lost a couple of players. I know they lost one to uh, besides their seniors. They did lose one that went play in Germany, uh, Towns Wallace. That's an amazing opportunity for that young man. So. They're going to miss him. Uh, he was a lot of their attack, along with a couple of the seniors they had last year. Um, but like I said, loaded with club talent, so they, they should be top two. Um, Westgate, anything about them? New coach, not not heard a lot. Um, it's, uh, you know, J- uh, Jared Robichaud was their coach for probably the last four or five years. And uh, he moved on from education and coaching uh, and he's got a job in the uh, private sector now. So, <laughs> so it's, it uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, it's a, it's an unknown. I mean, uh, brand new coaching staff. Uh, Jared really did a good job when he was there of getting non-soccer players, athletes out to play. And yeah. it's going to be up to the new staff to continue doing that, you know, um, Karen Crow, Coach Mike has been there probably the third longest behind me, myself and Jan of any program. Mike Woodall, he took over for Kurt Talley, and he's been there ever since. Um, uh, you know, struggling, like a lot of public schools, are to get soccer players there or, or get even the athletes to come out. Um, but uh, Mike does the best that he can with what he has, and he's always competitive. Uh, they're kind of like a rival of us recently over the last few years, so we always get their best game, and it's uh, it's fun to play Karen Crow. Uh, who else is in our – oh, Westgate. Uh, not Westgate. Sam Houston is in yeah, our uh, – they've done well uh, building that back up the last couple of years. I, I thought they got a raw deal with the playoffs last year. Um, they were a lot better than their record was. Uh, they defended as well as about any team I, I saw last year. Uh, they struggled in the attack, which you usually do when you don't have those soccer players. But uh, defending, they were well-organized, well-coached. They had a really good goalkeeper who I believe is back this year. Um, so, you know, they, they could make a little noise. Um, I, I fully expect them to be in the playoffs this year. Okay, what about uh, now D3? It uh, uh, looks like... Uh, to me, Turlings would have to be the uh, cat's meow there, right? Uh, I, I'm from what I'm hearing, they they're rebuilding a little bit. Um, they do have a few seniors that I know of that are back. Uh, they did lose their their main guy last year was uh the Judy's kid, uh, and he graduated. And they had another guy that was in the All Star game that graduated as well. Um, they've got a couple, they've got a good, uh, center mid and a, and a, a pretty good little, uh, speedy forward with pace up top. Um, they, they, they're going to be Turlings, uh, as usual. They lost their coach who that's John Plumbar went to St. Thomas Moore. Uh, Stephen Devine is their coach now, uh, a well-known coach, good coach. So they're going to be the, you know, about the same as Turlings always is. I just don't know if they're going to be what they were like two years ago when they made the state semifinals. Um, but he's got a good young core as well. 
Um, the, I, the D3 school in this area to watch is North Vermillion. Um, they were young last year. They were one of the better teams we played. And um, he, he, Coach Nick, uh, I always butcher his last name, Gigliotti, I think is how you say it. Just amazing job he's done at North Vermillion. Um, they've got a good little rec program that they've developed in the North Vermillion area of uh, by Maurice. Uh, that's feeding his program, and he's got a he's got some good high level club players, and he's got a lot of those rec players. And if you know, if you can surround a couple of soccer players, studs with a, a bunch of players that at least have that good rec experience, you can compete. And he's done a good job with that. And I expect them to probably be the best D three school in this area. Remember, he he won that district last year over St. Louis. Um, okay. So they they. Uh, <laughs> They're, uh, you know, and they bring back a lot of that team, if not most of it. So they, they could make a good little run this year, especially being a public school, competing with those private schools like that. He's He's got a good situation. Uh, St. Louis, I, I, I did talk to Jason a few times, and, and we laugh that every time you, you talk to Jason in a preseason, uh, Jason Ortling, he's going to cry and talk about you know, how bad they're going to be and this and that. And the next thing you know, he's, he's brought, he's polishing up another ring or, and putting a star on that logo. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. I laughed whenever he, he told me that, and, uh, you know, hats, you know, your heart's got to feel for all the, all the teams in that area, everything they're going through and just to have a season and on top of COVID, you know, but the, the hurricane situation in Lake Charles is just, it's horrible. And, you know, you know, you know, Coach Ordling's going to have that team at least in the quarters of semis, if not winning a state championship, like they always do. Yeah, you said a lot. Now I played David Thibodeau in a scrimmage. They looked organized, and uh, yeah. St. Martinville. I'm kind of curious about too because they made a heck of a splash coming in to to Louisiana soccer, but I don't think they've turned the corner yet. Yeah, they 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 kind of took a little step back last year. Um, they did lose some good seniors uh, from the year before. They had they had a few club players playing with Dynamo or, or CSC, uh, Cajun Rush, and uh, they also had some uh, New Iberia area players that played with St. Martinville. Um, they did change coaches this year. Um, it looks like they're going to play more games. I, I noticed last year their schedule they they didn't play that many games. Uh, it was kind of a rebuilding year for them and. Uh, like I said, they changed coaches now. It looks like they've got a full schedule. Um, they they should be good. I mean, they, they've they got good athletes. They usually have, like I said, a couple club players, and, and they do well with what they have. Yeah, David Thibodeau's got – he's got some – he's got a few studs, um, especially he's got one defender that's one of the better defenders in this area, and he goes to David Thibodeau. So they, they should be – they should do well. Okay, now in, in Division Four, you got a plethora of teams in this area. To me, the right. two that stand out really are Catholic New Iberia and ESA, mm -hmm. who you've been tooting their horn forever. You right. discovered them way before they took the, the state by storm. Uh, yeah. How do they fare right now? I think probably the trend this year with Catholic New Iberia is going to probably be the same kind of scenario as us. Um, he's rebuilding. He, he lost a good chunk of seniors, but he's rebuilding around, you know, a handful of really good club talent. Uh, and, you know, uh, me and he and I talked as uh, Troy is, is the coach over there uh, in Troy Arsenal. And he, we sounded like mirrors, everything we, was, we were saying about our teams to each other uh, when we were talking about Copa, where we should be at, which, which level. And 
he and I both have the same situation. We're going to rebuild, but we've got talent and we got some good club players to build around also with that talent. But as both of our teams are going to depend on our goalkeepers, how fast they can catch on with zero pretty much experience. You know, um, my, my keeper has one year of JV experience. I think his was the same thing he said. So uh, that's going to be the deal with Catholic New Iberia. Uh, ESA should be a step up. Again, I think they did lose one or two good players. This will be Adam Glover's second year there. He came from Catholic New Iberia. He went to ESA last year. It was his first year there. Uh, Adam's a tremendous coach, um, especially when it comes to organization and defensively. Um, he's uh, got the same issues that a lot of D4 schools have where you share with the basketball team. And he does share some players with basketball, so that's kind of an issue with him. But they should be a step above last year. You know, they took a step back last year. They were kind of rebuilding uh, from those championship runs that they had with JB as coach. So uh, he, he's got his second year of his system in there. Uh, I'd expect ESA, ESA and Catholic, I think, are in the same district. And that, that's a good district. Um, but that, it's going to be down to those two, I would think. Um, Ascension Episcopal is in that district. They've got a pretty good coach. Um, I'm not quite certain on their talent level. Uh, C.J. Morrison's their coach. Um, they're going to be organized. Uh, they're going to play good soccer. Um, I don't know if they have the talent to compete with those two. LCA is in that district. Uh, same thing there, new coach. Uh, Jen Gardner went and got a, a college coaching assistant job. So they've, they've got a brand new coach in there, and they're kind of an unknown. Um, LCA, you think of them, they're winning state championships in, in football, basketball, and baseball, softball, women's basketball. Uh, soccer hasn't been to that level over there. So when you got a school like that that puts that much money in athletics, you, you know it's coming. Uh, eventually their soccer team is going to be one of the, those teams that's going to step up and just don't know if that's going to be this year. Westminster is young, um, really young. Uh, in fact, uh, I want to say that one of their better players was like an eighth grader last year. So uh, they're, they're building around what they have. They're, they got some low numbers, um, but good coach. He's been there about three years and I'd expect them to be competitive Opelousas Catholic is kind of totally rebuilding. Um, they had a decent run last year, pretty much uh, all seniors. Uh, they might only had one non-senior starting. So they're, they're at that point right now where they're totally rebuilding as well. Um, who else is in that district? That, that's such a big district. I think they might have one or two of them around here. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. Um, I mean, you got Lafayette, Christian, Notre Dame. Um, oh, no. Notre Dame, I don't even know if they're playing anymore. Um, okay. Did they come back? I thought last year they might have stepped out. They were on the list, but uh, I haven't heard anything about them playing. Yeah. That's just a huge district down here. And um, uh, the main thing, is it's going to be between ESA and Catholic, again, for that district. And I'd maybe give the edge to ESA this time. It's going to okay. be close. Oh, Vermillion Catholic is the other one. Okay. In this area, I think Vermilion Catholic and Captain Vermilion Catholic, it, it turns a lot of heads last year. They did really well. Um, they uh, they've got a little soccer program in Abbeville, and also that North Vermilion one I talked about earlier in Maurice. That some of those kids go to Vermilion Catholic as well. So they don't they're not your typical school that doesn't have a feeder coming in with clubs, kids, or rec kids. So they do well. Um, coach is there. He said he expects this is a kind of a rebuilding year. When I talked to him. 
um, and that next year is going to be his big year. So they're kind of just buying their time this year, getting some experience and looking like they can compete for a district title again next year. Excellent. Okay, Coach, you have the mic before we go. Any any kind of messages you have for the state? Yeah, um, let's um, let's make sure we, we, we've kind of revamped the Coaches Association a little bit. Uh, I think our polls should be out tomorrow. We did not do a preseason poll. So this first poll will be kind of a mix of preseason and first week results. And it should be going on weekly after that. Um, we want everybody to, to join early this year. Don't wait until it's time to vote for all state. Um, there's a, a lot of things we're looking at doing this year. We, we are attempting to add a futures game. Um, it may be done through LSA instead of the uh, LHSA Coaches Association, um, but that's something we've been kind of wanting to do for a while. We've already got it underway. Sean Esker's kind of working on it, spearheading that, talking to Southeastern Louisiana about possibly getting a facility for championship weekend to do it on the Sunday. Um, as you know, we already do the, the regular All-Star game, which is just seniors. We do that on the Saturday morning uh, of the championship weekend. So we're looking at adding that futures game as well to that uh, schedule. Um, like idea. I said, a lot of a lot of things we're looking at doing. That. We feel the futures game is more marketable to college coaches. Um, you know, you're looking at juniors and, and underclassmen at that point. That's and that's what college coaches like to look at. Um, and it's just something it gets a little bit more excitement for that weekend. You know, we, we think the championship weekend has done really well over the last few years. We'd like to get, make it be the place to go for that coaches, even if you're not in it, which you can come, come in the hospitality room, talk soccer, see soccer. Um, we'd like to do more things around the all-star game and the futures game, like um, individual uh, events you know, little um, skill events and stuff like they do for NBA all-star games and stuff. We'd like to do that with soccer. Um, so there's a lot of things we're kind of working on and, and looking at doing. For your membership now, you can pay Venmo. You don't have to uh, necessarily wait to get a check from the school if you don't want to. Um, you can still pay with the check. Everything's online-based. You can get your membership started immediately. Um, we should have info on that on LA Prep. And our social media sites, we kind of want people to start looking at our social media sites for the Coaches Association. Um, we probably will start releasing the rankings on that. Um, okay. And then, of course, it'll make its way to L.A. Prep as well. But we like our social media sites to be the official spot for the Coaches Association, our Twitter account, our Facebook account. And I believe we, we have the uh, Instagram account as well, that we would release our, our big news on that first and then kind of so that everybody knows when we have something to say official releases from the coach association we'd like to release it on there um starting now and of course like i said it's going to make its way to la prep as well la prep's been there forever um it's just a it's a lot, a lot easier and quicker to put everything on on your social media right away i understand that totally well coach i look forward to seeing you on the playing fields and good luck hosting copa Acadiana and uh um, and uh, and I wish you the best this year with this rebuilding. I'm sure that you'll be able to turn the corner quick. Uh, we're going to try, uh, Alan. Everybody stay safe. All this COVID stuff is, you know, we, we know this season's going to be unlike any other for everybody. And, uh, you know, just hope we you don't get any kids sick and, and the exposure and quarantines don't affect our season too much. Um, 
do your part, everybody. Keep your kids safe and keep them distant so we can keep our season rolling and, and, and get this done and end this year. God bless you. And thank you for taking your time out to be on the show again. And I hope we'll hopefully be talking back with you a little bit later on in the season. All right. Thanks, Alan. Take care. God bless. Bye-bye. Okay. That was coach Chad Vadreen. And, uh, I'm glad just to hear that he hasn't, uh, retired yet. And, um, I understand why people retire. Believe me. Uh, I'm not ready to kick the can in yet as well. And uh, I think we really can have a good season if we could just keep everybody from in quarantine, take his warning seriously. A lot of football teams have backed out of the football playoffs, which is unthinkable, but it's reality. And uh, we can't deny reality. And so uh, keep your kids masked, keep your kids distance in the bus, uh, follow all the protocols on the bench, or you'll be suffering the fate. A lot of soccer teams have already suffered having to be uh, quarantined for two weeks. Anyhow, let's try to make the best out of this as we can, everybody. Anyway, next week we're going to um, look at the Florida Parishes. That's Baton Rouge and North Shore on Monday Night Football. Your voice of youth soccer. This is Coach Alan DeRitter, head soccer coach at De La Salle for the girls and boys. We'll see you next week. God willing. Carpe diem in Christ. Take care.